Hello, and welcome into another edition of Not Just Another Sports Podcast, brought to you by Arrowhead Live. I am your co-host, Price Carter, and joining me, as always, is our co-host, Christian Amesworth. So we're going to rank, power rank the top five NFL teams. Um, I like that we did five instead of ten, because honestly, ten right now is difficult. Not difficult to come up with ten good teams, but you could literally argue so many different teams. So let's start at five and work our way up. Who is your number five overall team in the NFL, Christian? It's got to be the Bills. They oh just my lost gosh. to the Jags, but they, they've fallen a little bit in my rankings. I think I had them one the last time we uh, the last time we did this, but yeah. you can't we lose to the Jags a- and take no penalty. Okay. Yeah, we are we are in an agreement on the on the Bills. They also are struggling a little bit offensively with too high. Is Josh Allen broken? Does he have too many distractions? What's his girlfriend, fiance, and brother up to? Who knows? We better check in on it. Anyways, so I have the Bills at five as well. Um, they, you know, have kind of lost. I think they've lost two out of their last three games because they lost yep. to the Titans as well. Yep. Pretty much the only good win that they have on the resume was the Chiefs, which was a good win. But, um, yeah, they're struggling a little bit. you got to beat the Jags and score more than nine points. Have to. Who is your number four overall team? It's going to be the Bucs. Uh, that's secondary suspect. I don't know if I can put them any higher. And Tom Brady is balling out. Tom Brady's balling out. So you, you got to give a little bit of respect to the GOAT, but defense, a little bit suspect. I don't trust him. What about you? Well, we um, have kind of talked about that we kind of have a little bit different philosophies on power rankings. You're a little bit more college football style on the side yeah. of like, yep. this team has beaten this team record that's right here and now. I'm a little bit more long-term. I have the Cardinals at four. Um, I know that they are, you know, they just had a really good win with a backup quarterback against the 49ers. Um, they did lose to the Packers, but, you know, they are playing really well. I was really, you know, Cliff has kind of shown me a couple of things in the last couple of weeks, especially with how he called that game with Colt McCoy, a quarterback. I'm encouraged by what I see. It is a little scary. Kyler and DeAndre Hopkins both being out in this game, but they're, they are, there's just getting to be too much evidence of them playing well to say that they're getting lucky or, you know, kind of just lucking into this, these wins. So I've got the Cardinals at four. You're a Cardinals hater, dude. You will not give them the respect they deserve. They're, I literally have them the fourth team in the NFL. Yeah. That is, that's I, still, that's still too low. That's still, they lost, they've lost one game and it was to Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers and me and you at wide receiver. I mean, like they were without like three wide receivers. Like, I mean, you can make the argument that they could have won that game if AJ Green gets his head turned around. I mean, we're we're quibbling here. Who's yeah. your number three? The Packers, even though they just lost to the Chiefs. Like, like Price said, Daddy Joe Rogan came in and, and gave us a, an easy dub this past week. I don't think that happens if Aaron Rodgers is back. He's one of the best quarterbacks in football, and the defense is legit. We just saw that. So. Packers at three. What about you? Um, I also have the Packers at three. Um, you know, they that win against the Cardinals was super impressive. Obviously, it was just too much for them to overcome playing against the Chiefs, losing their starting quarterback. It's a great team. It's well coached. By the way, they are doing this without two of their biggest stars on defense. And in this game, they lost Kenny Clark. It's a back injury. You hate to see that for a nose tackle, similar to what Don Tari Poe had going on with him. So you wish Kenny Clark the best, but they're doing this without one of the best corners in the league in Jair Alexander and one of the their best edge rush, Ed Rusher in Sedarius Smith. 
they get those guys back. Obviously, Devondre Campbell is playing as one of the best linebackers in the NFL. They added um, Whitney Merciless. There's a lot of upside on the Packers. I've got them at three. Yep, 100% agree. So for me, number two, I got the Rams. Matt Stafford struggling in the past couple of weeks. Still a really, really good football team, as it turns out. Oh, and they just traded for Von Miller. So the defense, they increased their strengths. And strengths on top of strengths. And their offense isn't too bad either. Cooper Cup, amazing wide receiver. That whole wide receiving core, man. You know what? That entire offense, loaded. Daryl Henderson Jr., low-key name. If you play fantasy football, you know who he is, though. Man, I'm surprised. I, it, it must be the uniforms of the L.A. thing, but the Rams just get so much, like, respect that I'm not sure they always deserve. But I'm sure it's not the uniforms. Let's be honest here. Well, their homes, the ones that they were wearing last night in their homes are super sharp. The bone on bone can go to hell. That would suck. Um, okay, well, I have – honestly, I – Wanted to put this team at one because of what they have done lately, but I wasn't quite ready to do that, especially because of kind of some of the recent injury news for them. But I have the Titans at two. The Titans, all they have done in the last couple of weeks is beat the Chiefs, beat the Rams, and beat the Bills. They have done that. They won this game without their star running back, obviously. The, the defense was supposed to be this awful sieve, and they are just – shutting down teams and still playing really well. They made Matt Stafford look awful. They made Patrick Mahomes look awful. Yes, Josh Allen did play pretty well against them, but they also still won that game. The tight the Titans also have a very easy schedule going forward. They just won that game also without their left tackle on Taylor Luan. There's a lot of reasons to be optimistic about the Titans going forward. I can't put them any lower. That's that's my thing. Like I agree that you know, they're kind of one of those teams that's hard to get behind because of how they play. But, I mean, the resume is just stacking up, and I, I don't see a lot of losses for them going forward. That's a I, – I respect that take, and, and I'll tell you why. There are a lot of people that will tell you Derrick Henry is the only reason that Ryan Tannehill is any good at playing quarterback. We found out the past couple of weeks that's a lie. Ryan Tannehill is for real. The offense is for real, and the defense is not as bad as we thought they were going to be. So completely respect that. However, number one on my power rankings, the Cardinals. They just won with a backup quarterback. And, man, a, a guy, we could have been out there playing wide receiver this week. Lost Devontae Adams, not Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins. All these D wide receiver names get me, get me all jumbled up. But DeAndre Hopkins on the sideline, they still got it done, man. I don't know how you don't respect them more. They have to be, to me, the number one team in the NFL. You're, you're really – I appreciate your admiration for the Cardinals. For me, again, going back to what I said, the team that has the highest upside in the NFL right now to be play like the best team in the NFL is the Bucs. Tom Brady is playing some of the best football he's ever played. They are doing this without Antonio Brown – and Rob Gronkowski. They've got several players on the defensive side that are still banged up. When the Bucs get healthy, they are going to, and I mean, who knows? They may never get healthy. But to me, they have the upside of more than any team in the NFL. Yes, they lost to the Saints. That's a divisional game. It's weird. We saw Tom Brady lose to the freaking Dolphins for year after year, and it never mattered. They, when right, have the potential to play better than any of these teams that we are talking about. 
it's the Bucks for me. And right now they're kind of in a class of their own. That's actually pretty surprising. I mean, you've watched their secondary play, right? Like they can't cover anybody. Well, here's the thing though. They, I'll, I, I admittedly don't check the Bucks injured reserve, but if I remember right, they're down several players in the secondary. Um, they will get pieces back there. And who knows, like I said, they might not, but the thing is, too, is, I mean, there's a little bit of 2018 Chiefs there. Their offense is so elite and so good that their defense doesn't have to be spectacular. They just have to be all right. Now, here's the thing. Jason Pierre-Paul is not playing nearly as well as he did last year. Um, Shaq Barrett's still really good. But if the defensive line's not going to get pressure, that's going to hurt them. But Devin White and Levante David are still great. They've missed Levante David a couple of games. The, up- <clears throat> the upside there is just still so high. But I have a hard time putting any of these teams above them. Well, it's a respectable take. I, I don't hate it. And we were going to do midseason awards and go through all of those as well. But I feel like I already know who your MVP is. Can you just go ahead and say it? Well, I, mean, I don't want. I don't speed, want to give like, it. To, I don't want to give it to him. But everyone's forcing our hands. Kyle Kyler Murray's getting injured. Dak Prescott is throwing stinkers out. Josh Allen is throwing stinkers out. The person who's played consistently the best all year is Tom Brady. Um, 25 touchdowns with only five interceptions. He's got 2,650 yards. He's on pace to throw for like 5,500 yards. He's playing excellent. And, you know, it, it sucks to say, but at this time it's, it's his to win and someone's going to have to steal it from him. Unfortunately, begrudgingly, I agree with you. Tom Brady has to be the MVP at this point. Really wish we would have been saying Mahomes right about now, about halfway through the season, but unfortunately that hasn't come true. So yeah, Tom Brady, ugh, I, it almost, I almost can't get it out of my mouth. I hate it that much. Yeah, it, it will end at one time, but I, I don't know what it is. Fifteen. I don't know what it is, but it, it yeah. is painful. All right, here we go. Now, this is one of my favorite awards to talk about because I feel like when done right, it's an interesting award. A lot of times it goes to a quarterback, but it shouldn't. Offensive player of the year. Who do you have as your offensive player of the year? It was Derrick Henry until his unfortunate injury. Now it is Cooper Cup, who is about to smash like every record a wide receiver can break. Like he's he's about to eclipse Megatron. Like who who can say that besides maybe Tyreek Hill? And Randy Moss, like who, who can you say is better? Did I, I steal thought, your pick? Yeah, I thought I thought I was being contrarian and going with Cooper Cup, but yeah, I mean he's he's a monster, especially considering like what he's been in the past. He is just having a huge breakout season, and not really a highly touted. I mean, he was just kind of a piece of the puzzle in LA, and now he's you know true elite wide receiver one. Him and Matt Stafford clearly clicked together in a way that him and Jerry Goff did not. Yeah, it's hard to see any offensive player really taking a step above what Cooper Cup has done this year. Well, you remember last year, he wasn't even the number one wide receiver on his team. Robert Woods was the number one wide receiver. So he not only took the number one spot from Robert Woods, but he also is putting up these insane numbers. So to me, it's no question. I think you could wrap that up in a bow and give it to him right now. For sure. Um, so for defensive player of the year, it's always really hard to give out this award because secondary players, I feel like just don't get a fair shot at it. 
you got to look at interceptions, passes deflected, passer rating when targeted, all those things. It's kind of hard to just really pinpoint how to give it to a secondary player. And honestly, I feel like with adding Von Miller to the defense, I feel like it's Aaron Donald's award to lose. So I'm giving it to Aaron Donald kind of just by default. It should be honestly named after him. I did consider Miles Garrett as well, but um, Jadavion Clowney's missed last week. I feel like, you know, there's just a lot clearer path to Aaron Donald getting it once Von Miller's in the lineup and contributing. Again, another respectable, hard, or not hard-headed, uh, level-headed take. I have to go with Miles Garrett. And 12 sacks already on the season. Like, the, the dude, you can say Jadavian Clowney is part of that defense. I'll see it, or I'll believe it when I see it. He, at least to me, has never really lived up to, to anything that he's ever proclaimed that he was going to be. So, yeah, it's it's got to be Miles Garrett. Just super athletic. He's the, the Aaron Donald of the defensive end position. I almost thought about picking this player, but I know he's not going to just because he's on a losing team. But A.J. Terrell has been playing like one of the best corners in in all of football this year for the Falcons. Um, he's really, really playing well. Um, not as flashy as some of the other players, but he's he's very, very close to lockdown status for the, uh, for the Falcons. All right, this is where my homerism is coming out. Offensive rookie of the year. I don't care how many touchdowns Jamar Chase has. That's for flashy diva football. I'm about the mud, baby. I'm about offensive rookie of the year, Creed Humphrey. He's having the best season of any rookie, according to PFF grades. He's playing better than any rookie. He's the best center in football. He's going to be an all-pro and is a rookie. He's going to get better. He wears Crocs. He has an amazing neck beard. He likes things that I like. He's a guy, and he's got a gut, and he's offensive rookie of the year. It's Creed Humphrey. Yeah, he does look like my estranged uncle, but yeah, Creed Humphrey has to be the offensive rookie of the year. Although I will say, I think Jamar Chase probably gets it because we're all about flash in this league and Jamar Chase has been flashy. So Creed Humphrey definitely should get it. Yeah, they're wrong. They don't know. Yes, they are. They are 100% wrong. Defensive rookie of the year. This one was kind of hard. I mean, I was really all in on Patrick Sertan struggled a little bit he's kind of a little bit been he's been a little Marcus Peters-esque in the sense of he's either getting his hand on the ball or giving up some big plays so I decided to go with Micah Parsons I think overall he's going to have the best season he's looked really good when he rushes the passer the passer the speed is just really noticeable highly thought of that always helps he plays for the freaking Cowboys so you know people are going to like it Micah Parsons Yep, same. There, there's there's really no argument against him. He, he's looked really, really good in everything that he's done. Don't agree with his decisions off the field, but he's a hell of a football player. As much as I'd love to give it to Sir Nicholas Bolton, and I don't think that I can. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Nick Bolton, I don't think he's – while I do think he's played well, I don't think that he's going to end up in that conversation. And last, coach of the year. This one for me is super easy. It is John Harbaugh. That team has overcome so much this year as far as the amount of injuries they have had. And then all of the close games that they've played in, he's one of those guys that just should perennially win the award. And I'm my, my philosophy on coach of the year is to not pick the guy that like overachieves the most. Cause that's what always happens. Like coach of the year candidates will be like, what's his name from Cincinnati or Cliff Kingsbury 
people who Zach Taylor is who I'm thinking of that like, oh, wow, they really exceeded expectations. It should be the guy who just continually keeps his team good year after year. John Harbaugh has done an incredible job this year. He's my coach of the year. Unfortunately, you stole my my pick again. John Harbaugh, look at all those injuries. They're a running football team. They lost all their running backs. They had to bring in guys out of retirement. I mean, we saw how bad Le'Veon Bell was when he was with us. He was starting for one week. So, like, they have over just they've just overcome so much. Lamar has taken such big strides. They're one of the top seeds in the AFC. Like, just give it up for the man. He, he's done such a good job this year. I don't, I don't know how he would not receive the vote. Absolutely. Wow. We very little controversy from us in that. I was expecting a lot more. Oh, so was I. I thought Cooper Cup, I guess it just like you did, was a pretty low-key pick. I was pretty – I didn't think you were going to come with that. All right. Here we go. So last segment here, take four. The segment is back after a week off of terrible games. We've got some good ones on the slate here. I will go off first this time. Um, This game is going to be the Spider-Man meme where two teams are pointing at each other. Um, It is the Chargers and the Vikings. Every time these two teams play a game, I feel like they're both simultaneously trying to lose the game as many ways as possible. It'll be exciting to see who can lose this game harder. Both are sneaky good teams or sneaky bad teams. The Chargers had to get a last-second field goal to beat the Eagles. The Vikings went into overtime with the Ravens. There's a lot of offense on the field, some really great wide receivers in this game. Um, You know, again, the Vikings are a fan base that travels really well. You feel like that's going to make an impact on how the Chargers play. You can see a lot of purple out in L.A. I am going to take – we don't normally pick winners here, but – you know what? I'm going to call for the Vikings to pull an upset here. I think that they get a close victory here. I think Kirk puts in a Kirkalian effort, and they end up running all over the Chargers with Dalvin Cook as well. I'll take the Vikings to win it. Yeah, low-key, one of my favorite running backs in the league, Dalvin Cook, might actually be my favorite running back in the league. He just does so many things well. Um, for my game, at least the first one I'm going to choose, is the Saints-Titans. And you could say that it's going to be because Oh, the, the outcome of this game, if, if the Titans lose, it, it'll put the Chiefs back if they win their game. Only one game back from being the number one seed in the AFC, and that's not why I'm picking it. I'm picking it because I think the Saints have the firepower, have the defensive prowess to take on the Titans and win. They just lost Derrick Henry. I mean, we, we can talk about how good uh, Ryan Tannehill is, but going up against that Saints defense is, is a tough task for any quarterback. It's, it's also much tougher when you don't have your star running back. So Saints Titans Sunday at noon, that's going to be my first pick. Not bad, not bad. I am going to pick, I feel like there's two games left that are pretty juicy, but I'm going to leave one for you. I'm going to pick Seahawks Packers. This game could, I mean, this game is a true wild card. This could be Jordan Love versus Geno Smith, or it could be Aaron Rodgers versus Russell Wilson. Talk about a glow up. I think that this will be a good game. I think I'm not ready to call the Seahawks dead yet. I think that, you know, they've, there's still a lot of things to be determined with that team, but I don't know, man, I, I could see this being a shootout. I think this could be a fun game, especially to see both of those guys back on the field. I think that the Seahawks upset the Packers here. Russell Wilson comes back. He's been practicing. Did you see that video of him talking in the imaginary huddle? 
whenever he oh, was I haven't, injured. I haven't seen that yet. Oh, <laughs> it was like the first week he was injured and Geno Smith was um, starting. They were showing this, the Sunday night football crew, like, make some cut-ups of Russell Wilson, like, practicing on the field with his left hand and stuff. And they showed this video of him sitting in the end zone, pretending to call imaginary plays to an imaginary huddle that wasn't there. Huh. Like, as, like, <laughs> him grinding, they're like, look, he's trying so hard, and he's, like, calling imaginary plays. Russell Wilson is super cringy on TikTok and Twitter. So, um, either way, I think this could be a good game. I'll take the Seahawks to upset the Packers here. The Packers get a little shell-shocked after uh, playing the just vaunted Chiefs defense. Great pick. I do not agree with you that the Seahawks will upset the Packers unless, you know, Aaron Rodgers is out for another game and then Seahawks will definitely win. But I'm going to go with Browns-Patriots. Sunday noon game, the Patriots are playing surprisingly well. And although my comments on Twitter might not accurately reflect my position on the Patriots. I I think they have a really, really good shot at beating the Browns who are dealing with some dysfunction. I don't even really know if you could call it dysfunction at this point. The dude's gone. So Patriots, Browns, I think the Patriots pull the upset. I think that the Browns, I think Odell or not Odell, Baker Mayfield is going to go up against Bill Belichick and he's going to start seeing ghosts. So Browns Patriots. I feel a little bit better. I agree. By the way, that was the other game that I was eyeballing. I feel a little bit better about my Bills don't win the AFC East comment that I started the season with. While I still think that the Bills will win, at least the Patriots are going to be respectable. Like it's not as embarrassing. The you know the the Patriots are at least within a rock's throw of the Bills. How do you feel about that Daniel Jones for MVP pick? You still feel pretty good about that, or I hey, we talked about that the MVP is wide <laughs> open. He puts a good second half together. I can see it for sure. Hey, they were bold predictions, and no one would ever d- mistake mine for anything other than bold. It, bold is a great way to put it. Well, guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. As always, um, we appreciate your feedback, positive and negative. If you send us something mean, we might read it on the podcast. As always, you can follow me at Price A. Carter on Twitter and Christian at C. Breezy underscore edits. Thanks for listening to Not Just Another Sports Podcast. See you guys.